Hey, welcome to the Pachanga and Possibility Podcast, the podcast where we celebrate the power of healing and transformation. I am your host, Natalie Galsadilla. Each week, I'll be interviewing experts that will inspire you to discover your soul's purpose and create a fulfilling life. I'll also be sharing some spiritual coaching along the way and personal adventures as I enter this new phase in my life as a mother and entrepreneur. All right, mi gente, grab your cafecito and a notebook. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. On today's show, we have the beautiful and gifted Aaliyah Nelson. She is an Akashic record reader and tarot reader. She is an artist and an intuitive guide. She helps others connect with their intuition, spirituality, and assists in soul development for others. She hosts full and new moon meditations, reconnecting people with the rhythms of nature, facilitating a space for healing and transformation. She's currently living out her soul's purpose, helping others develop soul trust and strengthen their relationship with their mind, body, and spirit. I met Aaliyah in a business coaching program by Kathy Heller called Made to Do This, and we instantly connected on the first ever, I think, call that we had because we were soul sisters because we were both into the woo. <laughs> and she mentioned the Kashik Records, and I was like, ooh, yes, you are my homegirl, definitely. We need to talk and get to know each other because we're both into all of this beautiful mystic world and helping others heal. So welcome to the show, Aaliyah. Do you want to introduce yourself um, and just tell us more about you in your own words and where are you located and how'd you get on this very magical journey? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, you pretty much summed it up there. But for me, I stepped more into my spiritual game. I stepped it up at the beginning of 2020. So I, I've always been interested in this kind of realm. And I actually I got yoga uh, teacher certified back in 2015. And it's always been something that's interested me is kind of esoteric, spiritual mysticism kind of world. But with having my daughter two and a half years ago now, um, when I had her, I really stepped into the mom role. And some of those things that I was interested in kind of fell a little bit to the wayside. And I was pouring my heart and soul into her. So the beginning of 2020, um, I just kind of made a commitment to myself to really kind of dig back into who I am at a core level and so that I could show up for her and my family from a full cup because I just felt like I was I was getting a little bit depleted and I was I was starting to run on empty and I recognized it thankfully and I was able to really put in the work to come back to myself re reconnect with my own spirituality and now in doing so it's so important for me to assist and help others do so as well so that's that's kind of what happened and I had no idea obviously that covid was going to hit and I feel like I was almost preparing myself for something come like in January of this year. It was like, for whatever reason, I just I started journaling, I started meditating, started really taking on different type of healing modalities with chiropractic care and Reiki and and all this, all these different types of things I was getting into. Um, and 
all of a sudden COVID hit and I, I felt way more prepared for it. Actually, I felt like I was at a much more centered place. And uh, it was all those tools I had been collecting in my tool belt really uh, facilitated uh, an easier transition into kind of becoming like, you know, kind of cut off from from the physical world. And now everything's on Zoom. And so um, I just wanted to make a shift for myself as well, being able to facilitate this with people over the internet, you know, because um, there's a lot less in person stuff. And, and sometimes it can, it can cause a lot of turmoil, you know, like just trying to deal with everything. And I, I like connecting with people to remind them that, you know, we're going to get through this. And, you know, we can take some time to meditate and different shadows and so it's been a lot of fun and it's been a lot of work <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful and what a perfect timing right how everything's in that divine order you were just amping up to launch your online presence as a he as a healer and reader and it's so needed right now for the yeah for the population like it's just everybody needs that medicine and that coming home and i feel like everyone's cut off from each other physically and it's forcing everyone to kind of tune in to themselves spiritually and emotionally and mentally and they have to sit with themselves now in quarantine and it's just a beautiful time to do this healing and introspective work definitely i totally agree so how did you get into the akashic records so I I was following uh, a mentor of mine. Her name's Ashley Wood, and she has a company called Align Within. And I've been following her for about a year now. And it was always it, she has a podcast, and it was it was one that I listened to every every week, and I really enjoyed it. And she talks about the Akashic Records on her podcast very that's pretty much the topic of her podcast. And it was just always kind of in the background. I didn't really put too much effort into like discovering deeply. Like I never went and did too much research on it. I just kind of let the information come to me as it was, uh, as, as it came through, through her and, and I got more interested in it. And then it all just started to develop because I tried to enter my own Akashic records at the beginning of the year. And I hadn't done enough work to build that soul trust within myself. So when I tried to access the Akashic records for the first time, I actually didn't receive anything. It was um, me sitting down in a, in a, almost like a meditative state. And I tried to, you have to say an opening prayer in order to access the records. And we can kind of talk about that. But yeah, I didn't really get anything except a bit of a headache because I was trying to like focus on something and I was expecting, I guess I was expecting something and I, I didn't receive. And so I let it go. And I just said, you know what, the, like, just because I couldn't enter this time doesn't mean I'm, I'm not going to enter. And I continue to work on myself and, and develop that trust within myself. And um, it actually, I feel like I entered the Akashic Records without having to um, say a prayer. I went to a float tank, like the sensory deprivation style tanks, where you're in a bath with Epsom salts and you're floating there without any light or sound. And I was in there and all of a sudden I just got this real hit of inspiration, like 
these are your messages that are coming for you. Like, what are you expecting? Like, there's not going to be anything grand, grandiose about this because you're just learning and, you know, you got to start small. So just start tuning in. Like, these are the messages and they're coming for you all the time. It's just, you got to get quiet and, and start trusting. So that happened. And um, it was a really healing session for me in that flow tank. And then since then, I've been able to access the Akashic Records. And it's something that I actually I took a course on how to do it. Um, and really, the coursework just felt like I had already learned it before. It was so interesting, like when I was reading through it and do it and some of the practices and rituals that she recommends I was already doing. And it was really weird. It was like, hmm, this feels like I've done this before. Um, so everything just kind of felt really natural as I started to de- read. I, for me, it felt like I was redeveloping this gift. It's something that I feel like I already had. And it was just like I was recognizing it and starting to um, really come back to that trust place. So, yeah, they kind of the the records kind of seeked me out, I guess you could say, because it, it just seemed like I was kind of magnetizing it. It was just in conversations with people. The ch- energies that I channel are called the Pleiadians. And it's it's a star cluster uh, out in the universe. It, and it's said to hold, well, the Pleiadians are, are a cosmic team, I guess you could say, of beings of a very high elevated consciousness. And I channel through them and and they had come to me uh, through synchronicities. They kept coming to me and coming to me with the numbers too. And I was kind of a little bit afraid, uh, not afraid, but like I was just, I wasn't ready, I guess you could say. And I kind of pushed it off at, 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 at some points in time. And finally, I was doing a meditation and I just got this information. They're like, you're, you're Pleiadian. Like, and I was like, what? what are you talking about? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you are. And I was like, okay. And they're like, if you believe you are, then you are. And I was like, okay, well, I'll, I'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> and so, you know, and you feel a little bit crazy having conversations with yourself in your head sometimes, you know, and you're like, where is this information coming from? And that's building that trust again. It's like, what, you know, this, this information is coming from somewhere. So when I really, really surrendered and allowed it to come through, I, I was really able to channel such beautiful messages for not only myself, but I I started to develop the gift to start channel for other people. So yeah, and I can explain what the Akashic Records are if you have any questions about that as well. You touched on so many delicious things that I want to like go back to but before we even get on all of those topics because I literally wrote down like seven things already <laughs> I was like oh we need to talk about this oh we need to talk about that but yeah before we hop into that let's just define what the Akashic Records are and then we'll go from there Awesome. Yeah. So the Akashic Records are a, I like to break it down real layman's term for people. It's a energetic frequency that stores or holds the data or of of every soul's history. So everything that ever was or ever will be is there and not only any actions, but any thoughts, feelings and emotions reside there as well. So it's, um, there's a lot of information there. Um, it's, it's a pretty much infinite amount of information because not only does it have it for your soul, it has it for my soul and Natalie's soul and, and um, the animals and the, and the trees, like all the souls um, that ever existed are, are in this database. And some people like to say it's like a library of this, but I like to break it down and talk about it in 
in relation to the internet. So when you think about the internet, it's this vast space for information, but you're never going to be able to see it all at once. There's so much information on the internet. Um, the only thing you can see is when you go in and type in wherever you want to go. So www.whateveryouwantolookup.com and it brings up the information for you. And not only is there all this information, but how how you receive the information is through Wi-Fi waves. And these waves you cannot see, right? You just trust that those are there and they're bringing you and, and me and you are now talking over the internet, right? And we just trust that this information is going to get to where it needs to go through these energetic frequency waves coming to you and me. And so the Akashic Records are an energetic frequency, the same like radio waves, light waves, sound waves, all of that. We cannot see these things, but we perceive them with our physical body. We, we move through this world with our five senses, right? So we can touch, taste, see, hear, smell everything. But we don't really put as much emphasis on the sixth sense, which is our inner knowing or our intuition, right? And it's that gut feeling kind of thing where, you know, all of a sudden you feel you feel drawn to something or you feel like something's going to happen or you feel like you, you know, the, those moments in your life where you're just like, oh, you know, and, and it's that gut feeling. So the sixth sense is in, in what I like to talk about is our intuition. And we can use this as a guide in order to move through this lifetime, picking up on those real subtleties from divine source energy um, that's always guiding us. So with the Akashic Records being this vast plethora of information, how I access it is through a pathway prayer. And um, it's a it's it's not a prayer in the sense of like a religious term or anything. It's just um, it's a sequence of words that kind of unlocks the doors to the Akashic records. And I, I, I again, I was taught under Ashley Wood of from a line within. And so she has what's called the pathway or the pathway prayer of the new world. And it's just a it's a really beautiful sequence of words. So once you say this um, words, these words and your your you need permission in order to access whoever's records you're going into. So if they're mine, I you know, I'm clearly giving myself permission. But if I was going to go into your records, I need complete permission. And um, you can't read for well, for me personally, I believe that you can't read for anyone under 18 because they're not giving you like the consent that it's it's like a minor so I, I would never go into a minor's records and if you're going to read you can read for the your animals or the land but again you have to kind of ask for consent and then you have to trust your intuition to to receive if if um if it's consented or not so yeah once you enter the records you can ask questions so a lot of people will go in um, asking questions about specific relationships in their lives or their purpose um what you know their their business maybe they're an entrepreneur and they want um, to know kind of what their soul's purpose is and are they living it out through their business some people ask about just generalized questions of what do I need to know um, right now? Some people talk about their relationship with their physical body. There's so many questions that you can go in and ask and everything just has to be kind of open ended. There's no yes or no questions in the records. You're not going to get a hard yes or a hard no. Everything is just um, from a real elevated perspective when you access the records. And so when I do this with my clients specifically, we do it in a real sacred container. So I run my clients through meditation and then we 
we, um, I sage my, my space and I have candles going and I use crystals in order to access the records. And then we, we access them together and then I'll channel. And, and for me, the way that I channel is I have to speak everything that comes to me. Some people automatic write or, but for me, I have to speak it. And if I don't speak it, then the messages kind of stop. So I have to, um, I never know what the messages are going to be. It's not like they're, they're all there and I, I can discern. It's like, I have to speak them as they come. And, um, and then they start to develop more and more and more. And I'll sometimes get visuals. And sometimes I'll, I'll even feel energetically like where there's blockages or stuck energy within a client's body. But there's so much healing that can happen in the Akashic records. And, and I, I learned that by opening them for myself. And I realized that I have to do this for others because it's just such a great opportunity to get in touch with your divine guidance, your your team, your cosmic team, your 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 teachers, masters and loved ones that are always with you. And, and just by um, using the trust that I've developed to help you get in touch with that is is a real um, unique opportunity to really receive that divine guidance. That's amazing. I love seeing your journey because I feel like this all exploded for you within the last few months because we started that program together. You're like, hey, I'm just getting into this. And now you are channeling messages for the collective from the records. That's not something that happens every day. Like you stepped into this, the Akasha records were like waiting for you. All of this work was literally just waiting for you to just show up apparently. And it's just proof that it's something that's really meant for you to do. Definitely. It's so interesting that you say that because I we taught you touched that we met in the um, business group with Kathy Heller. And it was like, literally, I feel like spirit guided me to sign up for that course. Like I didn't, I just went to her website and like pressed like buy. I didn't look at anything. I didn't do I just like went and just did it. And I was like, what just happened? You know, and it was like one of those out of body experiences that I was like, did I really just do that. And then I met such beautiful souls like yourself and, and a lot of other real close people that, are, you know, I, I'm still in touch with to this day. And we all just continue to help motivate each other and keep each other accountable in a way. And I don't think I could have done it without the support and the container of that group to begin with, because I feel like um, it's such an out there concept, like this is so woo. And um, the people that I'm a part of, you know, the, that I'm connected to in, in my I don't know, in my real life, I guess, in real life, as opposed to on the internet, I'm in a safe container. I don't think I would have been able to start expressing those gifts the same way as I was with strangers, as weird as that sounds, but it was just there was I felt like I had nothing to lose, you know, and then it, it gave me more trust in what I had to offer, because the readings that I was doing for people, I was just, they were like, what, how did you know that? Or I can't believe that just came through. I feel that so much in my in my to my core. And, and it, and now I'm like, this is just what I do. And I put myself out there for everyone to see because I'm like, I can't hide anymore. Like, that's not what this is about. You gotta, you know, I gotta kind of step out of the woo closet and like emerge into the world. So that's definitely, you know, there should be a course that's about stepping out of the woo closet, I feel because we all go through that. And it's constantly I feel there's different levels of woo closets to come out of, right? Like there's like, hey, I do readings. And then there's the Hey, I talked to Palladians. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> hey, I just connected to the Galactic Federation. Like, there's all sorts of levels of woo that I know I've struggled to come out and talk about because I come from a professional, like, academic like, lifestyle um, world where I worked for universities my entire life. And, and so I just posted today about this podcast on LinkedIn and I'm like, oh my God. But it's all good. We're coming out of the closet and we're helping people along the way. And that's really what the work is about is bringing all this healing to everyone, right? Yeah, we're holding each other's hand through it. So that's good. Definitely. <laughs> and it's so true when you said like, oh, it's easier to do it with strangers. Because I feel like the people that are going to reach out to you online are already people in the woo. And then you're just automatically accepted versus Versus when we think about how are people in our community that are not from the Wu going to take this, our family and friends. All right, such delicious stuff. Okay, so when you started connecting to the records, you mentioned that you got nothing for the first time and that you had to slowly like start working on it. And then you took this course and with the pathway prayer, it opened up the records for you. How do you perceive the records? Because I know everyone's perception of the records are different when they go into the Akashic records. I feel everyone just has a different experience. How is it for you? What is it like? Because everybody's intuition works differently. Yeah, for sure. So for me, it's so interesting because it's like there's two, it's almost like there's a split and there's the channeled information and then my reactions to it, which is so interesting. So I'm more claircognizant, which means that I um, I just have this knowing sense. And so I really have to trust in that, that whatever I'm, I'm being guided to say is being channeled. And there's even been times where I've been channeling a message and I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, what are they going to say? <laughs> and it, like, you know, my ego kind of steps in and is like questioning it. And then it makes me, it throws me off a little bit sometimes because I'm like, no, no, I just got to trust. Or sometimes there's been um, messages that I've received and I felt like, oh no, I don't want to say that. And then I've gone with a client one time and, and then I didn't say a message that came through. And then at the end we talked and I said, you know, I just have to be honest. There was this one thing that came through and I, I'm going to tell you what it was, but it just felt really weird when it happened. And she goes, oh my gosh, that's so bang on. I was like, okay. And it, and then you, sl I slowly start to trust myself more, but yeah, because it's more of a clear cognizant, um, I do get visuals sometimes when I'm in there. Um, but I don't, I don't get I don't, um, if there's a term for it and I can't remember what it is, but I don't really see things very accurate representations when I close my eyes. And when you talk about visualization, which is funny because I run like guided visualization meditation, <laughs> but like, I don't see it in my eyes. I just, I have a knowing sense or a feeling of it and I can I can sense different presences as well. So different energies feel different to me. And so I can really get a sense of if it's somebody's, if it's a, if it's a guide or a loved one of somebody's, and I'm able to kind of pick up again on um, some visuals just by like feeling it, feeling the energy. But yeah, when I access the records, it's really interesting because it's almost like there's a split in my, in my mind or whatever, where it's like, I'm, I'm on one side and the channeling messages are on the other. And the more I, I 
I speak them, the more that they'll come through clearly. And then sometimes they just make me laugh too, where I'm like in it and I just can't help myself. And I'm like laughing at the messages that they have to bring, or they come through rhyme sometimes or song. Like I've, I've channeled the message for the collective where they just started to like, I started to sing and I am not a singer. <laughs> like, not even in the least bit, like even I, kinda, I feel bad for my daughter when I sing her lullabies at night. Cause I'm like, my oh. baby started crying when he started <laughs> singing to her. Oh no. <laughs> like, this is not good. Um, but I do it anyway. But yeah. So, and then I have to just, you just, I just have to do it. And the more that I build the trust with the channel that, you know, with the, with the messages that I have, the more that I feel like, I'm building that relationship with the energies that I channel. So for me, like I said, it's, it's more of that clear, clear cognizance, that, that inner knowing, and then, and then the trust level too, for sure. So I love that you described it and described it so well. And also because it, that you're clear cognizant, because I never meet women who are clear cognizant. They have the other clears. Usually I'll find men I, because I feel they're more left. Are you naturally more left brained? Yeah. Yeah. So the I feel like because men are usually more naturally left brained, they tend to be more clear cognizant. And let's explain the clears just so people uh, know what they mean. So we have clear cognizant, which is clear knowing, and then clear sentient, which is clear feeling, which you have the clear sentience also when you're like feeling into the energies mm -hmm. of the people coming through. Then you have clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, and people tend to bundle all of the, I guess, psychic abilities into the word clairvoyance, but it's actually not, it, it breaks down into these different clairs. So clairvoyance is when you can see things in your inner eye, um, in your mind's eye, they say, or that mental movie that you can sometimes play, but not everybody has that. I don't want to say ability because I feel like it's like a negative connotation, but it just it doesn't come in for them and they'll feel bad because they can't clearly see and there's nothing wrong. And I love that your, your intuition is so strong as I clear cognizant. It's beautiful because you're, because you're a woman and it's coming through so powerfully and for the collective and that journey of explaining like it's about the trust and surrendering to the messages and how ridiculous they can come through and then the last claire is claire audience and that's the clear hearing and for me it's my first claire that developed really strong was claire audience and then clear seeing and the clear seeing happened as a result of trying to give a reading in a really busy starbucks And I was like, all right, angels, I need you to communicate with me a different way because I can't hear you. It's like madness in the Starbucks. And then all of a sudden, my clairvoyance got turned on and I had this inner movie with all my angels and they showed up like in a convertible car laughing and honking the horn. And so when you see when you talk about like crazy things you hear and see and have to give through, I was like, seriously, oh, my God. And then trusting the messages because they can be really ridiculous sometimes because <laughs> of the symbolism for the your clients sometimes can be out there. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely such a journey so I love that you're clear cognizant and clear sentient um, yeah and I feel like you know when people especially when I do my guided meditations I like to tell people right at the beginning like 
don't get down on yourself if you can't see the visuals that are coming through because a lot of people will kind of be like, oh, but I can't do it right. It's like you're doing it completely right. And just kind of get into that daydream state where how do you daydream, right? Like it it doesn't have to be this, you know, these these visions or these visuals because you're just going to receive the information in a different way and you just have to start developing your way or your gift and try not to, Um, push it. And that's like how I talked about when I tried to enter the records for the first time, it was almost like I was forcing it or I was expecting to see visuals, but I'm not that I don't have that, that cognizance. So yeah, it was, it was, um, it was, like I said, building the soul trust for me, it was huge. And, and just know that if, if any of the things that we're talking about, that's not the way that you receive it. um, You, you know, you can develop your own, your own gifts. Everybody's given a different set of gifts for sure. Absolutely. And one is not better than the other, like clear. That was the biggest lesson for me because one of my teachers in the beginning, I was in this angel intuitive healing certification program and my teacher was a huge clairvoyant and she can see not with her in trance, like with her mind, with her eyes closed, she can see with her eyes open, your angels and your guides and the records like in 3D with her eyes open. And I was like, man, this clear audience saying like me hearing my angels does not compare anything to being able to see this in 3D. And she would always drill into us like, no, one is not better than the other. And just because I'm seeing it doesn't mean that it's necessarily clear. I still have to discern what I'm seeing because sometimes things can still be tricky, even though I'm seeing it. So you still have your process of the self-trust and discernment and surrendering to what you're receiving, no matter which one of your clairs is the most developed. So that's great. You mentioned the float tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I also had a crazy float tank experience. So guys, if you haven't tried doing the float tank, you have to find one nearby. Although I don't know, is it clean? Is that like a COVID friendly activity? <laughs> I know that the ones that um, I I've used, they clean them between each session through like this crazy oh, process the big where they like machine. pump yeah. all the water out and, and they filter it. Sterilization every single session. So. Yeah. So wherever you go, make sure that they have that heavy duty sterilization process. And then you sit in this tank of salt and water and you float and it's it's a sensory deprivation tank and it's all black. It depends on the tank. Some have like ambient lighting. Some are open like a bathtub. Some are like capsules. Mine was like a walk-in fridge feel that I went in. It was like pretty mine, big. Mine was like a coffin feeling. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. And yeah, in my experience, I w- maybe I'll do an episode just on on the tanks um, and things that happen and the and the healing properties of that because there's lots of healing properties and lots of self development and spiritual experiences that people have in the tanks too. For sure, but definitely really powerful. Also, you mentioned when you took the Akashic Records course that it was a remembering for you. Everything felt very familiar. And that's so common, I feel, for a lot of people who are on the spiritual path that a lot of it, it's because they've done it in the past and previous lifetimes. And in this life, it feels like it's a culmination of all those past lives, being mystics and healers. And it's more of a remembering. And 
clearly for you was a remembering because you're like, oh, what is it that I need to learn? And then boom, I am channeling for the collective. <laughs> like, yeah. Within and, weeks. And, and the interesting thing too was um, actually I had started doing, I had started reading the records before I even took the course. And I think for me, a big part of it was because I had been following along on this woman, Ashley, um, for so long and I hadn't supported her. Like, I just felt like, you know what, like she's given me so much that almost like I just, I really felt the need to go in there and purchase the course, not only because I wanted to learn, but because I was like, you've given me so much already. And so that's what it felt like. It's felt like I had already received the information that I needed to receive and that it was just me appreciating that by, by purchasing the course for her. And then honestly, like the course probably took me it's probably supposed to take you like a couple of weeks. And I think I read over it in one evening and I never looked at it again. Cause I no was way. like, okay, information received. <laughs> Downloaded. Boom. Let's yeah, go. <laughs> exactly. And, and not to say that her, like her course doesn't have value. It completely, completely does. It's just that I feel like because I, it was a coming home feeling for myself that it was like that exchange had happened just by me purchasing it. And it was almost like it just built that trust a little bit more within myself to say, hey, I'm worthy of spending the money on this and to develop my gifts. And I'm also she's also worthy of receiving the money for creating the course and creating all of the content that she puts out in the world for nothing for, you know, um, just to build her audience. And I was like, you really deserve this. And so I it was just that beautiful, beautiful exchange. And it, it felt so aligned. It felt so perfect and, and divinely timed for sure. I love that. I want to tell the audience that there's still something different that you do that is not typical because not all Akashic Record readers read for the collective, not all channel, not all channel Palladians. Like you felt like channeling is a separate thing really than the Akashic Records and it opened up both for you. So. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're interested in doing readings and learning and getting certified or reading for yourself, you can do the readings for yourself, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to channel. That's like a whole other thing. I feel like it just opened that door for you. Definitely. Um, through the records. And now you've stepped into this channeling role, which is a whole other gift and ability that is fascinating. And like you said, very scary so in the beginning. Because you really have to trust the crazy. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, when I do channel messages for the collective, I just also have to remember that, or I, I remind people that, like, if this doesn't sit for you, then then leave it, you know, because there's no, there's no reason why you should make something ever fit. You know, you don't need to make it fit. If it doesn't, if it's not a fit for you, then, then don't take it. Or sometimes people will come back like weeks later and be like, Oh yeah, what you said, like, it's just starting to hit home right now. And so I also just want to remind people that like, use your intuition when you're ever seeking out information or guidance from others and know that, you know, you have your own self-sovereignty to kind of, to have the discernment, whether this serves me right now. And if it doesn't, then, you know, take it or leave it because there's a lot of information out there right now. And you, you got to find what, what, what works for you for sure. Take the best and leave the rest. 
it, when you're developing your intuition, discernment is like the name of the game because you really have to discern from what you're receiving from spirit, what you're re- also kind of siphoning out your ego from the messages Definitely. is like another big one. And so being really mindful of what you're doing and what you're receiving and discerning and what feels good from a teacher or a reader and everything. All of that is definitely important. How has the Akashic Records helped you personally on your healing journey? Oh, it's helped me so much because I feel like um, when I enter the records, sometimes I just go in and, and allow whatever needs to come through in that moment. And that's how I did it for the first little bit when I was starting to first get messages from there. And now it's beautiful because I go in and I ask direct questions like, what do I need to know about scheduling my time? Or, you know, like those really like practical, pragmatic things. And I've even been guided before. Like, I know I said that I don't see, but like my clear cognizance comes through where I, I get a like a feeling and I, I, or a knowing about certain things. So I've even sat and drawn out like the perfect day scheduler for myself, like, and, and what that looks like. And like, they bring through so much for me to work with. Yeah. So they bring through so much knowledge and wisdom and information that sometimes it just seems so obvious too. You're like, Hey, why didn't I think that? Um, but the other thing is, is taking action on the messages that you receive too, right? So if they're telling me like a certain way to schedule things, well, if I'm not going to go do it, it doesn't mean my entire life's going to fall apart, but it might mean they might kind of start giving me those karmic nudges like, Hey, remember, we told you that thing that you were supposed to do, and you're not doing it. And you know, things might happen where like, plans get canceled or you know you're really looking forward to something and 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 for some reason like a meeting doesn't work or and it's like oh yeah you told me that I was supposed to do more scheduling like I got to get back into that and then things start to flow more easily for me so yeah there's it's it's always interesting to kind of see what the guidance is and um even like there's there's been times where I've done um I've meant to channel for the collective and I've got it all set up and all of a sudden my internet's not working I'm like what the heck going on like why is this happening and then I'll go into the records they're like well we really just wanted you to come in for yourself because you know you you really need this message right now and then they'll they'll give me whatever messages that I need for for that moment and and they're like okay now you can go on with your day and I'm like okay thanks for completely hijacking everything and um thank you very much and then all of a sudden my internet works perfectly after that you know like I'm just like oh you're so cheeky um so it's it's nice it's it's like I said, it it's um especially if you don't have a community of people who are into this kind of stuff, it can make you feel a little bit crazy for sure. So if if you're starting out on this journey, I would definitely say try and find some support online through like Facebook groups or I don't know, just like reach out to the different podcasts and and figure out, you know, where you can where you can insert yourself to kind of get that support that you might need in order to continue developing your gifts that you that you're that you're working on. Um, Because even for me, I was like in that woo woo closet with my husband for a few months. And then all of a sudden, I had this crazy thing happen with an archangel that came and visited me. And I I didn't know anything about archangels. Like I had never researched them. And all of a sudden archangel Michael came to me while I was breastfeeding my daughter to bed one night. And I was like, who are you and what is going on? And I had to tell him about it. And at the time I was like, okay, just sit down and just like, just, 
just listen. And so I told him and then he started to believe a little bit more because the story was so outrageous. Like it was just so crazy that um, it had to be true. You know. <laughs> and how did he take it? Is he... He did a little bit of research on Google. He was like, who is this Archangel Michael guy? And I'm like, I don't even know who he is. I only know from what he told me um, when he came to me, which was that he was here to protect me and, from evil. And I like, I didn't know anything about Archangels at all. And, um, and he was very like stern and straightforward, like very abrupt. It was like, I would ask him questions and he would answer them before I even had a chance to finish saying what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And um, I told him all of this, and and basically he went and did the the Google search for him, and he's like, everything you just said is exactly how people describe him. I'm like, I don't know, <laughs> like I guess it's real. <laughs> I love that it happened that way. It's always fun when you receive stuff and meditation or have an experience, and then you Google and you're like, yeah. <laughs> And that's a great way to get buy-in from your husband because it happened like in real time. Yeah. And then he, and then I started opening up to him a little bit more. Like I didn't have to be as much in the closet anymore. Um, but also because I was building that trust with myself. And it's so funny because I just channeled a message for the collective in my Facebook group recently. And that was it. It was like talking about connecting your heart with your spirit and how you know, it's okay to keep this to yourself for a little bit, because you're still developing that trust within yourself. And you'll gain the confidence the more that you do it. So you don't need to worry about like hiding a piece of yourself, because you're just still developing it. And the more that you develop it, the more confidence that you'll gain. And then the more you'll want to step out of that closet was kind of the message. So it was really beautiful. Do you have a favorite story of a reading that you've done for somebody or somebody's healing message or or maybe even a message, a favorite collective message? Yeah. I mean, I really love it actually when I do readings for clients and a lot of the times I'm brought forward with different rituals in order to work through something, maybe releasing something. Sometimes past lives come up and um, it it gives clarity on a lesson that um, is still being carried over in this lifetime. And one of the ones that I had recently was a really, really cool ritual that I had never even heard about. And the they brought up there, they brought up like a spider web. And I was like, okay, what's the spider web about? And then they were talking about these threads and stuff. And they wanted her to go and purchase a hoop, or make some sort of hoop, and take string or yarn, and um, cut up a bunch of different strings or yarn, and then assign a belief to each of those yarns that was handed to you, or also um, the previous life that I had brought forward for her, where it was during the World War Two, and there was a lot of, um, you know, lessons in that lifetime that she kind of needed to like let go of. And so she was supposed to like take this little hoop or this the structure that she had made by buy some yarn, and then she was supposed to write down some beliefs or assign a belief to each piece of thread, and then tie it onto the hoop. And then they told her that she was supposed to hug it like it was her like child self from that lifetime because she had actually passed away as a child in this lifetime and she had to like hug it and tell this hoop as if it was the child like it's okay you're worthy like everything is okay and then she was supposed to go and cut all the strings 
from um, this hoop and like cut each of them um, to kind of like release that. And so I was like, this is so interesting. Like I would never have come up with this <laughs> like by myself, but um, yeah. And they were talking about like, sometimes these webs that we weave are made of like lies, you know, like these webs that they're, they're sometimes like truths that aren't ours that don't serve us. And it's okay to like, to rid yourself of them. So that was a really cool, and I'll get all, all different types of like rituals and stuff that people are meant to go through. And again, like the messages that are brought forward in a reading are only good if you choose to receive and act on them as well, right? Like um, it's, it's, it's really um, one thing to kind of just like take the messages, but when you really absorb them and start to act on the messages that come through, that's when you'll start to see a lot of those transformations. So yeah, I've also had one where a client was supposed to go and on this like big hike and at the top of wherever she was, the peak of her, her hike, like wherever it was, wherever it was, um, she was supposed to sit down and write a letter to herself and then, and then actually mail it to herself, like physically put it in um, the mail and then receive the letter and then reread the letter. So lots of interesting um, rituals and tactics that they want people to do in order to work through some healing. I always love channeling for the collective because it just feels all the messages, like I, I said to somebody, it just feels like the best advice ever from like the wisest, the wisest person like that you possibly know. And, and like, I can't really take credit for it because it's not me like I'm channeling, but it's, you know, a lot of times people associate like, oh, with those are my words. And I have to remind people like, they're, they're not my words, you know, like, um, I, those, those are just coming through me. So those rituals are actually very shamanic in shamanism. We're big into to ceremony and rituals and and we get a lot of them um, that are either passed down or in meditation and given to us by our guides and that's what this reminds me of and that web one is amazing I love that do you know if she did that I haven't followed up with her that reading wasn't very long ago so I need to follow up with her but I really hope that she did yeah and, yeah and because when I do when the people do um do I had another woman who she was meant to release her previous husband in a past life um because she was widowed and um she put a lot of like blame on him for for kind of for her like being stuck or stagnant so she had to release this previous relationship and she messaged me and she's like so much has happened since then she's like I feel like a huge weight has been lifted and so I know when people do do them and I, I'll get messages from it but I haven't heard from her so she either hasn't done it or she hasn't messaged me yet but I'll I'm gonna follow up with her <laughs> definitely because that one sounded amazing and then the letter one I've actually done many times and I learned it from one of my shaman mentors and she was was a huge fan of doing the write yourself a letter put it in the mail mail it to yourself she would act sometimes she would have us write the letters to ourselves in our council meetings and then we give the letters to her and then she'll mail it to us months later so she'll be like oh write this letter for yourself for this holiday or for three months from now to the future you three months from now or six months from now or whatever it would be and I love that she taught us that little ritual because it was always so, it just made you feel great when you receive mail from yourself and you receive like really good mail because obviously you're not going to write yourself like a horrible letter. <laughs> so you're just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's really cool that you say that because 
I, especially when it came to that story about Archangel, it's like, I don't really necessarily do a lot of research on this stuff because I want it to be like a clean channel. I want to be a clean channel. I don't want it to be like things that I've perceived or that I think I should say. So that's so cool and reassuring that you said that that's something that one of your shamanic teachers has has taught you. That's really reassuring for me. That's so cool. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Now, I I access my Akashic records not often. I go through like phases where I don't access them for a long time. For me, I don't feel like it's my thing. And it's feel like it's a it's definitely a different frequency. And I can feel that when I do access the Akashic records, it's such a high frequency. And you had mentioned that you had even felt like weird when you first started accessing it and i feel like that's the vibration like the the vibration of the akashic records for me at least were like really hard to hold on to and to stay in do you also have where when you were taught do you meet with the akashic record keepers because i don't know if people teach it differently because we also got the pathway prayer but there was also like record keepers like the guides that they're like you're gonna come in or you're not gonna come in yeah, that's so cool. Um, so I think ever I think there's different ways of teaching it. But I've had that experience what you just talked about about like, you're either going to get in or not get in. But for me, um, every time I go in, um, I, I don't necessarily get experience this idea of like keepers or anything like that, like letting me in when I say that when I say the prayer, I just before I actually start channeling the message, I always express gratitude. So I just say in my own head, I don't say it aloud. I just say like, I express gratitude to the energies that I channel and I come, um, I come with love and compassion. I come with love and compassion, help me to see clearly, help me to see clearly. And then I'm able to channel. But when you, what you just said about they let you in or not, um, earlier on in my journey, there was another time where I was like in a deep meditative state. And it was like, it really felt like I was elevating my consciousness, like I kept going like up and up into different dimensions. And I got to this place where I was almost like I said, I don't really get clear visions, but it was felt like I was at this doorway. And I was like, I was gonna, I wanted to get in and I like kind of knocked on the door and was like, Hey, I'm here. And they're like, No, sorry, you're not ready. I'm like, What do you mean? Like, yeah, I am And like, No, no, you're not like, come back later type thing. And then, um, and then later on, I kept kind of working, working through things. And it, mine was really, I was, uh, I had to release a lot of like lower vibrational energy that I was holding on to through like judgment and, um, and stuff like that. And once I worked through a lot of that, it, it helped me be able to raise up into this, into this higher frequency that you talk about. So yeah, and then, and then, um, so I've had that experience once where they actually said, like, no, you can't come in combined with the first experience of just like not getting anything, like not even having a conversation to get in. It was like, it was almost like I was getting attuned to the frequency because I did get like a headachey feeling and I got like, it felt like um, I was somewhere else. It didn't feel like I was in, you know, this, in this physical world, it felt like I was somewhere else, but it was like, I was, I, I was still unable to get to where I needed to go in order to access the records. So there's definitely an elevation of, of frequency when you're accessing the records. And sometimes too, like what I've had to do is I've had to ask my guides if I've get ringing in my ears when I'm trying to get into, into it, or if I'm in deep meditative state, I just ask them like, Hey, can you, can you turn it down a little bit? Like meet me halfway here. Cause like, it's a little much for me right now. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that you said the the door because I've got to the door, especially the first time and it showed up as this big 
I don't know. And for me, it was like this big old door. It was very theatrical, very like Harry Potter to me. <laughs> and it did show up as a library for me. But the keepers were pretty scary looking, not like in a dark way, but just in a very big and buff way <laughs> and serious and and they they were like i felt like it was two of them and finally when i had permission to go in and i felt very much of this old library feel and they and i always for the most part except once encountered like our souls were in these books like the library and each book was per each soul but i even met like interns like other guides that were like interning in the library that were helping me out, like find information, which I thought was hilarious. And then another time it showed up more along the lines of what they call the halls of a mentee, which I feel, I don't know a lot about it or barely anything. I just know that it's kind of like the Egyptian version of the, uh, of the Akashic records, but it was very holographic. And, and that experience when I went in and opened my book, it was like a holographic book and it was very like futuristic in this place. So it's shown up like those two ways for me. That's been really fascinating. It's just very fun. And I just, it's so crazy. The woo was in <laughs> the yeah, woo real. <laughs> that is so cool that you mentioned that because I've actually channeled a lifetime for one of my clients, how you just described it about being super futuristic and Egypt, like, but also Egyptian. So she was, a galactic being that actually came to earth um, during the time that the pyramids and stuff were being built. And she was, she was here to like monitor them and learn from them and, and take the information of all the, the different hieroglyphs. So there was almost like a transference of information that was happening. So she, yeah. So this idea of like this more like evolved uh, being or creature or the evolved state of like having but holographs and like super futuristic it, that came up, but it was also tied to Egyptian. So I don't know, like the, obviously the pyramids and stuff are very, in my opinion, they're very out of this world. It's, it's kind of crazy to think like how the heck did these things get here? And I think that it is tied to a lot of this, this esoteric kind of stuff yes, and this yes. mysterious stuff and it has come up for me. So it's so cool that you've had a similar, um, similar situation when you went in but yeah that's really cool with the visuals about the library and everything like I said I just I just don't get those 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 feelings um the 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 grand kind of hallways and stuff of of the of the library it's just for whatever reason it's not how I channel but I've heard other people say that 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 they feel like it's that like they're in some sort of like really large building super old mm -hmm. super high ceiling yes yeah yes. yeah Exactly. It's super high ceilings, very, it's a huge building. Yeah, it's a very grand like feeling and, but it feels magical, but serious. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but that's so cool. What's your perspective to pivot a little on healing? Like, why do you think it's important for you and for the collective? So I really feel like we only have authority over ourselves in this world. And that's something that um, is taking me a long time to kind of just like come to terms with. Like I don't, I, I can't, 
I can't force change on anyone else. Um, I can't do anything. The only thing I really have authority over is myself. And when you bring yourself to that um, belief and understanding, it's really easy to start to see how your own healing can actually affect the collective. Because if each one of us did this for ourselves, then the amount um, of healing that would happen on a global level would just be so huge. So the reason I like to work on healing, like I said, from either like, um, inner child healing um, that I, I've, I've experienced quite a bit this year or even past life healing and also generational trauma of things that have been passed down to us that we don't necessarily realize that has been given to us. Um, when we work through these and we start to kind of really operate from like a place of that unconditional love, that love state where it's just becomes your being it's it's so healing for not only yourself but when you do that it also shows other people that it can be done and not because you're telling them that they need to do this way but you're just showing them leading by example so i feel like everybody's healing journey is so important mine's not more important than somebody else's it's all important the more that we kind of work through this or collectively do it together either in like sacred healing circles or through meditation or just on our own self with our own journal in hand or whatever you you know however you want to work through it it's it's so important especially in in today's timing with you know covid and the state of the united states with polarity in the government system and and I just feel like the more we can kind of remember that we are all interconnected, that we are all one and we're all kind of like working together. I just feel like it's so important right now. It is. That's such a beautiful answer. And it's so true that when you work on yourself, that you are healing others around you. It reminds me of I had this friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends passed away, but she was this great example. Had I not seen it for myself, I wouldn't have believed it because she went to therapy and did all this work and all of a sudden her spouse started changing and he was not about the therapy plan <laughs> whatsoever, but by her doing all of her transformational work, the marriage got so much better and he started showing up much differently because she was showing up much differently. And in this case, it was a beautiful ending because sometimes when you do a lot of healing work, you can kind of heal your partner out of your life <laughs> because now you've gone, you've raised your vibration to another place and you no longer resonate with one another. But in this time and this situation, it was, it brought them closer together and their relationship improved so beautifully in her relationship with other people. And it really did trickle out by her doing her own healing work. And I love that. Yeah. It reminds me, I was, I've been reading Eckhart Tolle's The Power of Now. It's my second time reading it. And he talks about um, this idea like of like a burning log. And like, if your log is on fire, like completely, like you go put another log next to it and that other log is going to like light so much easier. Right. Because you're, you're already that like lit up in that lit up state 
And so I just love that because that's how I feel with my husband and I's relationship as well. Like I was in that kind of like closet for a little bit and then I started expressing it a little bit more. And then all of a sudden I see he's like picked up a book that I bought that I read and you know, he's like, Oh, I guess I'll, I'll read this one too. And (laughs) without me having to really say like, you should really read that book. So it's really interesting how sometimes just by showing up for yourself, it starts to like kind of shine that light on for other people and and you start to like lead the way as opposed to like yeah telling people how to do things it's so it's sometimes so easy to like tell people how to how to be your act or whatever but it's like no you got to do it for yourself and then that's how you kind of can can do the change I love that metaphor I read that book and I don't remember that metaphor (laughs) I read it a long time ago but that's so beautiful. If you're this bright burning log, like whatever the log that they put next to you is going to instantly also ignite. That's such a beautiful way of, of visualizing it. And I also love fires. So that's campfires. I'm not like <laughs> pyro. Oh, not a pyro. <laughs> that's so great. What do you have going on right now? Because I've seen, I was looking on your Facebook group and I saw that there's also a writing workshop. So there's also a love for that. Tell me about that because I was really curious about it. So in my Facebook group, I actually invite some of my friends that I meet along the way to come and express some of their gifts in in my Facebook group. So I recently... um, uh, put people in touch with my friend, Aaron, who was doing a writing workshop. And I actually part- partook in that as well. And um, that's the that's the great thing about this kind of work is that when you start surrounding yourself with other people, they have their ways, their tips and tricks on how to do things. And then you get to like learn through them as well. So you're constantly like learning and evolving and being open towards other stuff. So she ran this like beautiful meditation and it was just a container, a space, a container to like do some writing therapy through it and it was really wonderful um but yeah with my um the stuff that I'm working on these days I'm running full and new moon meditation so every month we get uh the opportunity to sit down as a as a group and do uh, a meditation and prior to facilitating the message or the meditation I like to go through some of the astrology that's happening like in the current in the current situation um, where it's at. And I also like to bring forward any messages from the Akashic Records that I've channeled recently for the collective. So we have just a really nice about half an hour chat before and then we run a meditation and they typically have some sort of theme that's in alignment with like the current astrology um, placement of the different planets. And um, so I love doing that. I'm actually, yeah, I've ran a lot of different types of ones from like rewriting your beliefs to your physical or your communication with your physical body. I'm doing a past life meditation. So there's lots of really cool things that I'm up to with that. And then aside from kind of just like keeping keeping connected in my community on Facebook and the meditations. I facilitate one-to-one Akashic record readings and tarot readings, which um, I love doing because they, they just, they fuel my soul so much um, just from facilitating these, this opportunity for healing for others. And with the Akashic records, it, it brings forward such divine guidance. And then with the tarot cards, I love doing tarot readings because I feel like they facilitate a conversation that sometimes we're not really willing to have with ourselves. Um, I don't necessarily look at the cards for like any um 
dispute fortune telling or anything. It's just more of like a conversation starter to really ask yourself some hard questions and 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 start to develop your own intuition. So it, it really becomes like a conversation um, between me and the client to to really kind of come forward with any kind of action plan that they want to work through or anything that they kind of need to work on. I get a lot of people wanting to do readings for like their, their current like business, just because I was in the made to do this course. And a lot of people that I'm in touch with are, are like soulpreneurs. They're, they're kind of trying to enter the entrepreneurial world with their soul based business. So I get a lot of stuff for that, but uh, yeah, so just really staying connected in my Facebook group with my moon meditations and then with my one-to-one readings. That's great. You're doing a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because now this is your full-time uh, job now, right? Yes. I recently quit my job. And um, although I'm still working out my final days there, it's it's going to be my full-time gig. So it's, it's really going to provide me with an opportunity to use my creative energy a little bit more and start to create more things. Um, I found with working uh, and then doing this as a side hustle, it just wasn't giving me the opportunity to to and the space to to be creative and now I'm going to be able to come up with different workshops that I want to do and maybe different courses so I'm really looking forward to having that that space to create that's so exciting and I want to say that your branding's really pretty is that all you oh yeah I I honestly I uh I just use Squarespace with like a, I, I, I'm like a, I love using Squarespace. It's so easy. This is not a so plug do I. Squarespace. <laughs> no, I love Squarespace too. I promote it all the time. I need to get like an affiliate link or something. I tried. I tried. They were like, no, sorry, you don't have enough of a following. I'm like, oh, oh damn. That happened to be recently too with uh, Amazon Live. They're like, no, you need a minimum of like 200,000 followers on Instagram. I was like, mm -hmm. uh, okay, I'll check in next year. Yeah, but I just I love um I love kind of branding around the, the different seasons. So right now my branding's just like on my Instagram. It's kind of like it's a very bit more phenomenal. Yeah, exactly. So it'll it'll probably keep changing. Um, but yeah, it's just it's all me right now. I'm kind of a one woman show for now, and I'm hoping that in the future, like I I, I want to do some collaborations with people and 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 just see where it takes me and and try to um, realize that I am divinely guided and that as long as I'm willing to put in the work, that everything everything's just gonna be fine. <laughs> it is, it is, and I I'm so happy that I got to see it like unfold because in the course, this course started in when did we start it? Because I was May? pregnant. Was May. it May when it started? Okay. Yeah, because I gave birth in July. Yeah, so it was in May. And because of the course, you started the Facebook group, right? Mm -hmm. And you started the podcast. So yeah, mm -hmm. guys, she also has a podcast. Yeah. So the name of the podcast and the Facebook group are both Show Me the Light, right? Yes. Yeah. Show okay. me the light. It's really easy to find on um, in the podcast because I'm the only podcast. I'm, I'm assuming you're probably the only podcast. You're going to have to remind me how you say it. Pachanga. It's Pachanga. Okay. <laughs> <Impossibility>. <laughs> I don't I doubt anybody else has that name. But yeah. And um, that's where you can find me on Facebook too. show me the light group. And the, the Facebook group is just all about, like I said, it's, it's being able to connect with other people who are exploring their spirituality as well, where it's a nice safe container to do that. Yeah. And you show up there all the time doing all your events and the group is like 300 and something strong already in such a short period of time. 
and you're just doing it, man. I love it. You're doing it. You're showing up hard. Like it's just freaking beautiful and owning your light and spreading your light. I love it. I'm so happy for you. Oh, this has been so great much. to witness. Yeah. Thank you. It's been a fun ride and it's been awesome to be around people like you. Like I'll never forget that time that we just, we just kind of connected. And then all of a sudden we're, d- we both got a, we both got a hot seat. Oh, we got the hot seat with Kathy back to back. <laughs> back and like me and you after we're like whoa what the heck <laughs> <laughs> it's been oh, lots of fun and just being able to connect continue to connect over you know the, the podcast here and just singing in each other's lives and just reminding everyone just to take it at your own pace you know it's just gonna come like you literally had to drop everything and have a baby in the meantime and you just were able to pick it right back up and you know some people might have lost steam because of that but you're you're just doing it and I love to see it yay (laughs) awesome well thank you so much for being on the show this was a great conversation and I can't wait to talk to you again and see what else you got going on next year. But thanks again, everybody. You can find her. Your website is alianelson.com, right? Yeah. And then Facebook and podcast or show me the light. And then your Instagram is? My Instagram's I am Aaliyah Nelson. So. Perfect. I am Aaliyah Nelson on Instagram. Go follow her. And All right. That's a wrap. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys for being here. I know that your time is the most valuable thing you have. It means the world to me that you're here. There are many more cool episodes coming. So go subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. If this episode inspired you, please leave a review so this show can reach more people who need healing. Every month, I'm giving away my productivity planner to one lucky listener who shares the show on Instagram and tags me at NatalieOneLove. Again, thank you for being here. I love you guys. See you in the next episode.